All hey, right. welcome everyone to another episode of It's a Long Road, the Ramble Series podcast. I am your host, Ryan, with me today. As always, for now and for the future, my co-host, <laughs> Dominic. Domini, Domi T. Domi T. What's going on, Ryan? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm I'm excited to start this uh, this journey, uh, the too. fourth Ramble film. Too. <laughs> we we've been talking about it. We've been hinting at it. We knew we knew it was coming since it's the fourth season <laughs> and it's the fourth film in the franchise. Uh, uh, I love your background there. You've got you've thank got you HGH yeah. Ramble behind you. I had to have him lurking in the shadows, just staring at us. <laughs> He's scary, man. He's no, kind of scary. very scary with the hair, his hair in this movie. We'll talk about it, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, well, t- well, yeah, this is going to be a great discussion, a great journey into the uh, the fourth Rambo film. Now, for the record, mm-hmm. people are seeing the title of the episode. The title of the episode is John Rambo. Right. And people are like, well, Ryan, you can't call it John Rambo. It's called Rambo. And they're absolutely right. However, mm-hmm. we are going to be reviewing or and or commenting on the extended cut version, not the theatrical cut mm-hmm. that we saw in North America. We are going to be commenting on the extended cut version of Rambo, and it is actually called John Rambo. So we yes, are, it it's the fourth Rambo film, and we're going to be talking about John Rambo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'd like to welcome everyone that's joining us live again. If you want to see us live, whenever we go live on our show, join my socials. I plug all the socials where you can find me, Twitter, Facebook, Discord. Mm-hmm. On those socials, I will often will then post when we go live and the link so you can join us live. What, what does that mean for you? That means you can comment and chat, and then we'll speak to your live chat during that recording. If you miss it, doesn't matter because this episode will go on YouTube and will go on, of course, your audio, whatever, as per. I think the majority of our listeners actually do listen to the podcast. We have a good chunk mm-hmm. of people that watch the show on YouTube. I think you get a better bang for your buck to some degree because you're watching the film with us and right, you know, right. You get to see, yeah. You get to see what we're but if you're a Rambo fan, you already know all the scenes, and you can see it in your head. I do it the same with the Rocky podcast. A lot of people just listen to the audio version because they know the movie so well they see the they see mm-hmm. the scenes in their head regardless. Burnt into their minds. Absolutely. Obviously, we're gonna do some discussions here before we mm-hmm. just crack open the film. We got a lot of correspondence, some things I'm a little bit behind on, so I do apologize to those people. Uh, we got a correspondence here from Louis Bravo. He goes, Hello guys. My name is Louis Bravo, and I was wondering if you'd be doing a show on the Ramble cartoon on your podcast. Ah, and, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, if you have, my apologies. So I guess Louis hasn't heard every episode because he would know that we haven't yet, which is fine. He might be a new listener. So mm-hmm. thanks for joining us, Louis. He says, great show. Thanks, Louis. So what's your thoughts on the Ramble cartoon? Have you I, seen I, an episode? I actually have never watched it. I knew it existed, and I've seen clips of it and stuff. It was a little bit before my time. What year was that? What year were you born again? I was born in 88. Yeah, I think the cartoon was out around then. I think it was after the third Rambo film. It's called like Freedom Force or something. It was basically (laughs) Rambo was hired by Troutman and they had like, Mm -hmm. and it's just funny because in the cartoon, they, to Rambo or the creators of the Rambo cartoons credit, they did a lot of diverse characters. Okay. The names of the characters were kind of (laughs) little racist. Well, yeah, like a little on the nose. the Native American character was called like Big Chief or something. Like it's just like yeah, I forget the exact names, but anyway, yeah, a little bit on the nose. But uh-huh. to the creator's credit, they had a diverse cast of characters: that black, Native American, right. Asian. They had the whole mm-hmm. gamut, you know. And of course, geriatric mm-hmm. with Troutman and, and what have you. <laughs> I love that uh, time yeah. period when they'd make cartoons based off something like Rambo and turn it into a kids show. It's amazing. 
it's insane that they did because there's no killing in these cartoons. It was basically Rambo and his group of friends, kind of like the what we're going to see with the fourth Rambo film, John Rambo. They were helping this island or something not be taken over by some terrorist groups. It's interesting. Oh, uh, okay. So the, they were kind of like the G.I. Joe, and this so maybe, terrorist group was the Cobra group. Yeah, maybe Stallone took influence from the Rambo cartoon on Rambo 4 on yeah, John Rambo. <laughs> I think what we should do, either we should like review the first episode, maybe the premiere episode, or maybe the last one. You know, one of the right, two. Right, right. You know, <laughs> see how the show began or how the show ended. We'll yeah, I'm see. curious to watch some of that, actually. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> I saw it as a kid. Like, I was, when it came out, I was 12. 13. Uh-huh. I was already kind of done with cartoons, but of course I wasn't mm-hmm. done with the Rambo. I mean, Rambo was no, so no, even no. I knew as a young teenager, if not, you know, 11, 12 year old, whatever it was, I was done with cartoons, but I was Rambo. I should have known Sly wouldn't voice the character. So it's just uh, weird. I wish. <laughs> On our last episode, we got a great comment here. This was, of course, the final episode of Rambo 3, episode 8. We got a comment here from Jumble Sailboo. I don't know if that means any of you. No. Okay. Talk about the boots. Remember we talked about the boots that Sly wore to climb the mountain? Oh, right. We also talked about the, the lifts in his boots. Yeah, the lifts, exactly. So he says, yeah, the boots were made by the late Pasquale di Fabrizio. Okay. Ooh. This guy, Jumble, he says that he has a pair of the boots. Yeah, he says six were made as the props inventory for the movie had six of everything supplied for the movie. Now, how this guy knows uh, this? Yeah, but cool. Shit. Sure. It's pretty specific information that maybe it's just true. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Jumble, if you're watching the show, let us know how you knew this. I'm kind of curious. Mm-hmm. How did you know about six of everything? Okay, so there's six Sounds true. It sounds true. I like it. Mm -hmm. So he Mm -hmm. said the boots are very light. Pasquale claimed in an interview before he passed away that it is alleged that he was not paid for for the boots. (laughs) (laughs) Has the person ever worn them to climb a mountain is the question. That's a great question. Maybe Pasquale <laughs> wore them. That's how he died. Maybe he mm. wore them on a mountain climb. <laughs> Jumble said that I think due to the Adidas logo on them, Adidas partly sponsored them. Oh, that Maybe. makes sense. But he goes on to say, I might be reading too much into it. But the scene with the glow stick was a point of irony. As previously in the movie, they were talking about the booby trap dolls and toys that the Russians left laying around hoping that the Afghan freedom fighters would pick them up for the children. So there you go. So they right. were tricked. Huh? By the blue light. Oh, and then they that's... see this. <laughs> so there you go. Good pickup, eh? I, we didn't All pick right. that up. A better podcaster would have picked that stuff up. So thank <laughs> you. And he goes on to say that Randy Rainey, who played the big Russian Kirov, was also Mad Dog Madison and Over the Top. Oh, wow. The Tiger Claw move was also used to Deputy Sergeant Art Galt in First Blood. Yeah. The, oh, remember when he grabbed okay. yes. Galt's face in the breakout scene? <laughs> Uh, He goes on to say here, I love how the F1 grenade had a piece of wood holding the pin to the grenade, which in real life wouldn't be so. That was Harold Diamond standing in for Sly doing the roundhouse kick. Remember we caught the the stunt double on the horse? Yes. So I guess Harold Diamond, it wasn't Sly. He says here, if you look hard enough, you see the body isn't ripped like Sly was, and he hides his face on that scene. We didn't catch that. We, We did catch the horse one. We did catch yes, the horse. Yes, we did. <laughs> we did. That was a good one. And he agrees that the them jumping down the rope and, and not just uh. falling to their death, jumping down that rope into the cave. So he goes, uh, so funny regarding the rock and the rope, the sheer weight of the mm. mo- momentum of the body drop. There's no way the rock would have only just moved slightly. He goes on to say that most of the movie was shot in Israel, but the final scene was shot in Arizona. But he says uh, at the end here, great podcast. 
by the way. So after all that information, you want to let us know that we have a great podcast. Thank you, man. Thank you. Carlo O said, after all these years, I never realized how incompetent Troutman was. <laughs> we were able to expose that. Uh, it's all that coming truth. together now. <laughs> Dan from the Retrospectors podcast, he says, yeah, I agree. It would have helped if they took out all the jokes. Uh, it was mm. a bit much. Maybe just keep the light turns blue joke in there since at least Rambo wasn't even trying to make a joke. It's just funny because mm. of the deadpan delivery. Right, right. Good point. Because he just goes, turns blue. <laughs> we talked about this. If Sly goes back in time and actually makes a cut that's a little bit more serious. It's possible. Maybe after the Rockies. So that's our uh, YouTube comments, our email. And we did get a Facebook on our Facebook group when the episode got posted. I think it's worth discussing. This is from uh, Carl. He said that there's a deleted alternate ending where he gets out of the Jeep and, and stays with the Afghans. Really? That's what Carl said. I think it's the same Carl O on our YouTube page. Yeah, Carl said that on our ah. Facebook page. What do you think of that ending? That would have been interesting. It wouldn't have, have really affected when they did Rambo 4 eventually because they could have just put him yeah. in Burma. Sure, yeah, he thing. helps the Afghanis to a certain point and then just goes to Thailand mm. anyways. Yeah, okay. Right, right. Well, I wonder if that was filmed. Speaking of which alternate films yeah. and lost scenes. Well, we'll talk about this. Remind me to talk to you about Colonel Trauma, mm. okay? When we start talking about... Mm. Rap, oh, uh, I definitely genre. will. <laughs> Chris Grant, uh, one of our most faithful listeners, he said he enjoyed our episode. He remembers standing in the, the huge lobby when he saw Rambo 3, and there was a big poster of Rambo, and opposite of that was the Running Man poster. Nice. So he, just, he said it just brings back good memories. So we just want to thank everyone who joins us, uh, of course, after the shows go live and after they go on our podcast and YouTube with their comments, and Dom and I do appreciate that. All right, so that's a bit of the uh, kitchen. What do you call it? Kitchen items. What do you call that? House cleaning. What do they call it? House. Call yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Kitchen clean. Kitchen clean. No, what do they call uh, it? How do they call it the show? <laughs> <laughs> what do they call it the show? Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 All right, you ready? Well, to start? well done. Well done. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so you ready to start talking about John Rambo? So again, yes. join us. We're going to be. Uh, not re- I was about to say reacting. I guess reacting. I don't think mm. I've ever seen the John Ramble cut of you. I haven't. It's funny because when you brought it up with me, I recently got upgraded the film on 4K, and it was the first copy I had that included that extended cut. So I was actually excited to uh, oh, watch this version. Okay. I think this is my first time seeing John Ramble, and I will say, how many? Okay, how many times have you seen the fourth Ramble film? It's got to be at least five, at least five times, six times. Yeah, I'm the same, and I, I think it's partly. You know, and I'm the same with even the Rocky and Creed films. The, the later the films, like Rocky Balboa, the sixth Rocky film, and then the mm-hmm. Creed films, I've seen less and less. Not because I don't like it. This is one because they came out later, right? So, right. and I don't have the time to do the rewatch like I did when I was a teenager. When I was a teenager, right, right. that was the best. <laughs> yeah, no internet. I had no internet. Right. That was our internet was just to watch movies over and over again and analyze mm-hmm. and. So I watched the first three Rambo films multiple times, mm-hmm. but I think the fourth Rambo film, John Rambo, I've maybe seen it no more than five times. Right. It's yeah. It and seems about right. Can you believe it's already been fifteen years since it came it's out? Crazy. So even Rocky Balboa is like sixteen, seventeen years. Yeah, old. Rocky Balboa came out in two thousand six, so that's seventeen years right. old. Oh, crazy. <laughs> what the <laughs> heck, man? Like the fourth Rambo film. I remember seeing. I was actually uh, I'm in the Navy, and I was in a port. Mm-hmm. I think it was like an American port that I was in. Okay. Just, yeah, I saw it with a, a shipmate, and we saw the film together. And well, your first reactions just, to it? Yeah, I, my first reaction to the film was too short. Mm. Now I did notice this. John Ramble cut is just over like an hour and 35 minutes. Is, so there's extra footage on it. Cause I right, think the original Ramble four cut was like 80 minutes. 
Right, it's a little shorter, the theatrical, right? The theatrical cut was like almost 15 minutes shorter than this John mm-hmm. Rambo cut. The reason why I ask is how many times you watch it. I'll admit there will be scenes where I'm not going to be sure if that's a scene that I haven't seen before or if I just forgot. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Even the opening, I was wondering if there was anything different about the opening. Maybe during our watching the, the John Rambo, if something jumps out to you, we're like, I'm pretty certain I haven't seen that. I suspect there'll be maybe fleshed out dialogue or right some fleshed out stories. Mm-hmm. My initial feeling of the first film was, and I've said it a hundred times, but now that we're actually here on the film, I will say the ending is spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine somebody listening to this who's never watched the movie? <laughs> imagine, so except for the part, of course, when he's walking the, the driveway home, you know, that's a great mm-hmm. little like send off. It's probably a very good ending to the ramble it should have been the ending of ramble last blood but when he made the fourth ramble film i don't think he knew it'd be the last one i'm not sure however i will say that's what brings him to america so it does tie into ramble last blood but Mm -hmm. the point is him walking to his home pretty cool that's it that's a Mm -hmm. solid end yeah i like about that last two minutes that's fine i'm talking about the sequence from after the high octane 50 cal sequence Mm -hmm. to that ending is not Mm -hmm. very good the weakest part of the film is that part. It whimpers. It whimpers. Mm-hmm. We just saw Ramble 3, of course. We did a complete rewatch. I think we did a great job doing Ramble mm-hmm. 3, by the way. Yes, sir. And, but what I love about Ramble 3 is that last action. It was just went action right to the end. Explosives, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and even their older Ramble films kind of had that. The mm-hmm. first Ramble film, First Blood, had that, you know, the showdown in the in the, in the town. Of course, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I went over to get some beers. I came back and I went to drive my car. I can't find my leg. Can't find your leg. <laughs> Man, that's the best ending. I love it. Anyways, okay, that's my initial response. Now I've seen the movie, of course, a few times since then over the years. I think I'm less well because the shock is gone. I'm less affected by that. Interested to see what this John Rambo cut. Is like so. Anyone that's listening to the uh-huh. show, send us an email. Let us know your thoughts if you want, uh, without spoiling any details or scenes that you liked that were added. But let us know if the John Ramble cut helped you like the film more. I'm thinking it will. That's my guess. That's my prediction. I think so. When I went to go see this movie, it was the first Rambo film I saw in theaters. I was more excited when I was watching it. I went with my father. I went with my brother. And then over the years, as I watched it again, there's something about it that is a little goofy to me. From time to time, <laughs> I don't know if it's the way Stallone looks in the film. I've commented on this in the past. <laughs> well, I don't we're know. Gonna, we're gonna. This is HGH Stallone. This is when his Yo. face got big, his hair got big, I, his lips got I, big. I remember. I think it was while they were filming this movie. Is this when he got caught with like steroids? Yeah, I think it was somewhere. This time. Right. It was right, HGH. Right. People that uh, I would say insult the people that kind of chuck uh, shade throw shade at mm-hmm. Sly for using HGH. Mm-hmm. It's usually people that are schlubs. You know, they're like <laughs> slobbering from their mouth and eating bonbons mm-hmm. and chips in their chair. Like, okay, <laughs> you don't just take HGH and just like... Right, oh. you don't sit on the couch and, and <laughs> shoot it up in your head or anything like that. So I'm not defending steroid use in the sense I'm not defending mm-hmm. it. I'm just saying it doesn't do anything to your body unless you exercise. My understanding is it just fast forwards the process and gives you shapes and sizes that you wouldn't naturally get. Is that not how it works? Or I suppose, yeah, I haven't. I don't have bulging veins in my head (laughs) no i don't worry despite what i look like i know i don't work out this is all natural this is all natural i will say this though when you saw rambo because i'll admit it when i saw uh rambo 4 the traditional rambo fan of me wanted the shirt come off did you have that feeling too that the shirt never came off (laughs) 
Um, apparently, it was on because of the tattoo work or something like that. I... Okay, that makes sense. Isn't it weird that Sly did this late tattoo? Isn't that weird to you? Like but he did, did this. He, did he have them in real life in Rocky Balboa? No. So he did it right after Rocky Balboa. Yes, I think it was that late. I think it was after Balboa was filmed. I don't think his body was covered up with makeup in Balboa. Well, I'm ninety percent. I sure. did. I did read that he did it because the way his like veins looked or something. He admitted that he yes. didn't like. Yeah, yes. It's weird. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> the first time I noticed the tattoos was Expendable, mm-hmm. the first film. When he was okay, getting yeah, them worked yeah. on by Mickey Rourke's character, mm-hmm. even right, as a huge right. Sly fan, I didn't know he had tattoos even up right. until that was 2010. So that was would have been after Rambo Four, and but he so, got him quick. Yeah, he, he got covered him himself yeah, up yeah, in those yeah. two uh-huh. years. I think he was working on the tattoos during the filming, and right. I don't know how I want to say comfortable is the right word because he did go shirtless and bolt to the head. Yes, yes, he did. That may actually be a good trivia. When was the last time Sly went full shirtless? Was it bolt to the head? It might be. Yeah. He did that grudge match movie with De Niro. But was that before Bolt the Head? No. I feel like I it was, was after. Dave, mm. you're still in the chat. Let, let us know which one came out first. So I think Bolt the Head was his last film to go shirtless. I have noticed. I don't. I would say he's – I would never call Sly overweight. But have you noticed he's got that bit of a paunch in the front now? Right, I, I don't, right, Is right. it just that old man kind of – you know how the, yeah. that old man got where you get that kind of extended yeah. tummy? It's not fat, but right. you get that – yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna see Sly kicking your door now and put you in a headlock. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I'm, look, the guy can still kick my ass. I'm not, I'm not fighting the guy with those big meat hands. <laughs> what you say about my meat hands? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I think that's why he wore the shirt. I would suspect okay. his body was just fine. And you could almost argue, even Rambo knew, like, come on, like you really shouldn't take right. off. You shouldn't take off the shirt. <laughs> what would Troutman so, do? Troutman would leave the shirt on. So Bolt to the Head was 2012. Uh, so when head. was Grudge Match? Oh, Grudge Match was 2013. There you go. Oh, Thanks, so it, was, David. it was that close. I didn't realize they were that close together. Okay. So Grudge Match, yeah, they would have had a makeup cover his tattoos, obviously. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, let's get into some of the deets, as they say, as, yes. as they say in the business. We all know, Dom, that Rabble movies are action-packed and they're thrilling. Mm-hmm. But did you know... That Stallone had a deeper purpose in mind for Ramble 4. He didn't want the movie just to be another cash grab. He wanted it to shine a light on a conflict that was largely ignored by the public mm-hmm. and the media. We're going to get into that, that conflict in just a second. But I, I will say this. That's legit. Can you honestly say you knew about the conflict in Burma before Ramble 4? I did not. I'm not up on the Burma knowledge. I knew nothing. Now, that's just my ignorance. People who are listening to the show might be like, you guys are idiots. I was totally... <laughs> I totally knew what was going on at this time, okay? So I knew nothing about it. I didn't know Burma was a real country, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right, right. So after Sly ruled out the well-known conflicts in the Middle East, Latin America, Mm -hmm. and Africa, Stallone turned to international experts at the UN for guidance. Mm. So he went to the UN. And it was there that he learned about the horrific mass murder of the Karen or Karine people. I might just call it Karen, but I think I might pronounce Karine. Karine? Karine? Okay. So the Karen people by the Burmese Junta. So the Burmese Junta, this is who they are. The Burmese Junta, also known as the State Peace and Development Council, or SPDC, was a military government that ruled Myanmar, formerly known as Burma. So Myanmar, I think, is what it is today, but it's formerly known as Burma. So from 88 to 2011. So the Junta was notorious for its human rights abuses, including the suppression of political opposition, censorship of the media, and the use of forced labor. The Hmm. SPDC, the bad guys 
I was also responsible for a number of ethnic conflicts and civil wars, including the conflict with the Karen people that inspired the storyline of Rambo IV. The huh. junta was dissolved in 2011 and uh, replaced by a nominally civilian government, although the military still holds significant political power in Myanmar. We should give credit where credit's due for Sly. He ended the Afghan war. I was, yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> so he ended that war in Burma, basically. That's what yes, I took away he, from everything you just told me. Dude, it's in black and white. He ended the Burma conflict. He ended the Cold War in, in Rocky Four. Rocky Four, right? Yeah. And uh, he ended the Afghan-Russian conflict in 88. I will say, though, the 9-11, I don't know how he's going to yeah, end that one. He, yeah, uh, he helped idea. create ISIS, I believe. Yeah, I think so. But we won't talk about that. Other than that, he's got a pretty good record. <laughs> we'll give him, give him a pass on that one, right? I had no idea. 9-11. I didn't know they were going to do that. Come on, they didn't tell me when I was over there. <laughs> Stallone knew that this was the story he wanted to tell. And so he set the movie storyline in the middle of this genocide. It was a bold move and one that wasn't without its risks. But Stallone was determined to use his platform to raise awareness of this ongoing tragedy. Again, we give Sly a lot of grief or people do, you know, a lot of because of the way he talks, whatever. But he's not a stupid about, guy. No, and think about did the Die Hard movies do this? Do the Fast and Furious right, movies do this? Right. Do the Marvel movies do this? You know? <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> like Stallone is actually very kind of political. He's mm-hmm. one of the few old guard movie stars that isn't afraid to be political. Mm-hmm. I got to give him credit for that. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. Like you said, you would see that in another action movie. So there you have it, folks. The surprising and inspiring story behind Rambo 4. So as we cover uh, this movie during season four, folks, remember the deeper meaning behind the action mm-hmm. scenes and the impact that Stallone hoped to make through his art. So here's some more uh, behind the scenes stuff. I thought it'd be could, kind of good to go behind the production mm-hmm. stuff before we actually start the movie. So this episode, folks, for episode one of John Ramble, we're gonna go, we're gonna get into the film, but it's gonna be very little film today. There's a lot to talk about before the film got made, and trying to be a better podcast. You know, I'm trying to give the folks at home, you know, <laughs> things that they wouldn't get on their own. Mm-hmm. They come to our show, Dom. They come to our show to learn about Ramble. Exactly. Exactly. You know, because <laughs> I I didn't go on the internet and find this knowledge and reword it so I could tell you guys <laughs> in a fun way. You know. I'm doing that for you guys, okay? I'm doing the heavy lifting for you. Okay, all right. So did you know, Dom, that the title of the fourth installment in the Ramble franchise had to be changed in many countries? This was because in several countries, including France and Germany, the first movie, First Blood, was actually titled as Rambo. I did not know that. Oh, the first movie was titled. Yes. It was released, I'm guessing, after the success? Probably because it was called First Blood, I guarantee you. Oh, okay. Probably blood in the title i'm guessing it, uh, I, okay. I didn't find out why but countries like france and germany maybe because of and translation I, things or something i, I don't and know i thought i thought the titles were a mess as they were so i could imagine <laughs> yeah. everywhere else what they're like <laughs> so people in germany and france are like we've already seen rambo why is it coming out again in 2008 <laughs> we <already> saw it. <laughs> yeah because of that reason as i just said so as a result the fourth movie had to be called john rambo in those countries to avoid oh, confusion okay so however in russia I love how Russia got the the film. In Russia, the movie was simply called Ramble 4. Okay, nice. Here's some more stuff for you. The fourth Ramble movie was the first in the series to break the pattern of greatly increasing the budget from one film to the next. Ah. While the predecessor, Ramble 3, had a budget of $63 million, had a budget of $63 mm-hmm. million. Ramble 4 had a budget of $50 million. Okay. I have a theory why. Why do you think that is? What's your theory? I think at this time, this was kind of like... This is right after Rocky Balboa. This is kind of like a little comeback for Stallone. So I think he was he had to probably do it on the cheaper budget. 
I don't think the studio is probably willing to give him. Yeah, despite the Rocky Balboa success, and it was a success. Mm-hmm. It was also very. It was done on the cheap, right? Right, right. And Rocky Balboa was also directed and written by Sly. So this is really mm-hmm. Sly's like was third comeback in his in his film. Right. You know, life. He had to invent himself at the beginning of his career. Now he had to reinvent himself again in this Twilight of his, which I think is amazing that he and does. That, I you know. I remember that time. I'm sure you do. Right yeah. before you know Rocky Balboa, he was borderline straight to video. He was getting some movies that were going in that direction. I think the last thing I saw in the theater before you know he had the resurgence with Rocky Balboa was Get Carter, that oh, Get boy. Carter remake. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We reviewed it on our <laughs> last of the Astros podcast uh, network. Myself, Craig, and Doug reviewed Get Carter. Yes. Mm. yes. Yeah. Look for that one. Okay. So in today's dollars, Rambo Street's budget would have been. My apologies. So today's dollars, Rambo Street's budget would have been around one hundred thirty-four million dollars. Wow, ready? Making yeah, so making Rambo Four a much more financially responsible production. Mm. Originally, Rambo was supposed to be first, then Rocky Balboa. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. But MGM wanted Rocky to be made first, so Sloan had to put Rambo on hold. Hmm. So Rambo was actually greenlit before Rocky. I'm surprised he wanted to do that first. No, the studio did. Oh, you mean the? No, I'm saying like Rambo I'm surprised first. he wanted to do Rambo first. Good point, because he would have been even uh, older in Rocky. Uh. Balboa. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Maybe because he did less Rambos at that point. You know, maybe he's like, get the, get the Rambo out first, you know? Yeah. You know, I think it worked out better. I think the studio was mm-hmm. right in this, in this sense. Mm. We, of course, we know that Stallone directed the film. But did you know there's other directors that were considered for the job? Yeah. Anybody know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ready for this? I'm ready. So the decision was given to Sly, again, probably for cost. I guarantee you they're kind of like, or Sly was probably to this, uh, I'll do it for cheaper because I mean, right, right. They're probably paid him whatever. Here's $10 million to be director, writer, Maybe star. Perhaps they even gave him a bigger budget to use for the movie uh, if he mm. was going to direct it rather than yeah. paying, like you said. Here's some of the other directors. Among them were mm. Luke Basson. Who no, would he direct? He directed The Professional and La Femme. Oh, okay. Leon, Leon the Professional. Okay. All right. Yeah. You might have heard of this guy. You ever heard of this guy? Richard Donner. Oh, wow. Richard Donner, Richard, that would have been. Yeah, he would have yeah. been up in age by then, too. He's passed away yeah, since. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, he did the Lethal Weapon franchise and the Goonies. Yes. Check out this director who almost directed Somebody who's directed Sly before. Mm. James Mangold. Oh, for Coplands, right? Yeah. And he also directed, yeah. of course, Logan and Ford versus Ferrari. Right, right, right. Films. James Campbell. Yeah, that's right. He's doing the new indie film. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Stallone decided himself to take the role of director. Hmm. We talked about David Morrell in our first three seasons. Of course, David Morrell, the author and creator of the Ramble character, he did not do a novelization of this film. He did one for the first three films, but he did not create a novelization for this film. The screenplay for the film was written by Stallone and a guy named Art Montes. I can't say his name. These Italian names, I swear. Uh, (laughs) Damn Italians. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, Montestelli. Sounds about right. Montestelli. But uh, Morrell was involved in the early stages of the film's development, but ultimately did not write a novelization for it. Okay. If you wanted to know more about that, folks, here's a tease. Check out my very first episode of this uh, podcast where I interviewed David Morrell. But I interviewed <laughs> David Morrell, the author and creator of Rambo, and he gets into that. Because he talked about how he had a story for the fourth and fifth film that he has in his pocket, but he's not, oh. he's not allowed to say. He's not allowed to say. Uh... Yeah, I, try, I try to get it out of him, but... Uh, he almost hung up the phone on me, but. You know. <laughs> so 
So Art Monterostelli, he's also a screenwriter <laughs> who's worked on films such as The Hunted in 2003, Copy oh, okay. and Missing in Action 2, The Beginning. So, mm. uh, Chuck Norris, right? Is that Chuck Norris? Yeah, Chuck Norris was Missing in Action. Mm. Yeah, Missing in Action is the Wish.com version of the Rambo series. Is really... <laughs> Want to hear some of the different premises that the Rambo film almost was? Yes, I do. All right, you'll like this. <laughs> So during this long development process, the movie went through a number of story premises, and one of these unproduced scripts featured Rambo living a quiet life with his wife and child. Hmm. But Terminator, uh, the Terminator film took that idea. Which one was it? When he's living with a oh. woman and kid? Oh, yeah, yeah. Judge, not Genesis. It's been rebooted 3,000 times. Yeah. Uh, what the hell was that last Dark one? Fate. It was Dark Fate. Dark Fate. Dark Fate, yeah. yes. So, so those guys stole that idea. Here's the story. Like, check this movie out. Okay. So Rambo's living a quiet life with his wife and child until some white supremacists kidnap his oh. family. <laughs> I don't like Rambo with a family. It just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right, him being a father. Give me Rambo singing <laughs> Baka My Baby to his kid. Yeah, Baka My Baby on the treetop. If you don't go to sleep, I'll smother you with the pillow. <laughs> Rambo, Rambo, that's terrible stuff. Uh, she's a kid to be a fighter, like his dad. <laughs> oh man! He would just like in the middle of a song, he would just go into one of his like he'd have like a vision of the war and snap and start screaming. <laughs> I don't think he's trustworthy. <laughs> he throws his baby at a fire like he saw him <laughs> in the Vietnam conflict. Yeah, yeah. Babies fires. All right. Well, with dark humor there, folks. I apologize. Mm. Okay. Okay. So another script idea had Rambo working as a diplomat at the UN and trying to stop a hostage situation when terrorists, including his adopted son, take hold of the UN headquarters in New York City. Mm. Doesn't fit. I don't think the Rambo. They were really wanting him to have a kid, eh? And they kind of hinted at that a little bit with Rambo 5, but. Yeah. Yes, that's true. There was a story. I think this was after Rambo 4. But I remember yet again being with movie news and reading up on it. I remember at one point there was like a, a story leak that they were developing that he was maybe going to like be in a movie with like fighting a monster or something. Do you remember this? Am I, yes. I didn't. This wasn't a fever no, dream no. I had. Right. No, no, this no, is a real no, thing. Uh, Sly bought the rights to a book years ago because I actually read the book. I think it was like early 2000s, late 90s. Okay. He mm -hmm. bought a book called The Hunter. It was supposed to be a Rambo film. Of all these storylines, that was the one that got the closest to happening. It's called The Hunter. He owns mm -hmm. the rights to the book. It's almost like Rambo meets Predator. Right. And I remember reading that article and being, I was like partly scared, but I was almost with it. I was like, all right, just do it. Had he done <laughs> these films younger and maybe had six Rambo films, I think you right. could get away with a predator-like creature that he would have to fight. Maybe it doesn't have to be alien per se, but mm -hmm. something not of this world. Like, where the right. F did this thing come from? I don't know if that would have been good for the series okay. to take that jump. Ted Kochev. You know the name Ted Kochev? Sounds familiar. Well, he directed the first First Blood. He directed First Blood. He, oh, you know, okay. <laughs> there we go. Somebody on Facebook said, yes, the hunter storyline, the creature storyline would have been terrible. Yeah, would have been awkward. They made the right choice. I because I picture like going back and watching like Rambo three, and then knowing that it leads to him fighting the Predator. I read the book like twenty odd years ago, and I uh -huh. remember loving the book. And I read oh, it's probably a cool book. story. Yeah, it was a great story. Even when I read the book, it wasn't talked about being a Rambo film necessarily. Then I think I just read it as a standalone movie that he was. I think he got very close to doing it, but never mm. happened. Just the, just the story in general. But I think it would have always been compared to the Predator. So maybe yes. best he didn't do that. It would have been Sly's Predator, right? 
<laughs> so anyways, Ted Kochev, believe it or not, he acted as a technical consultant on hmm. this film. Technical consultant on a film is someone who provides specialized knowledge and advice to ensure accuracy in areas such as technology, mm -hmm. science, medicine, law enforcement, military operations, or any other field relative to the film's subject matter. Maybe Sly wanted him to direct it, and at that point, he didn't want to direct mm -hmm. or something like that. So he maybe kind of on. like semi-assistant Sly as a director. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. They help filmmakers create a more realistic and authentic depictions of the subject matter and can also offer creative ideas and solutions to enhance the story. Technical consultants may be experts in their field or have personal experience with the subject matter being portrayed in the film. There you go with that mm. last part there. Let's start Let's watching this it. film. I remember seeing this in the theater saying, wow, this is fun. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Grab your popcorn, folks. Get ready for uh, the fun, the feel-good movie of the summer. The actions of the hardline military regime are the cause of increasing international concern. The regime crushes all dissent. Ethnic groups are being oppressed in the east of the country, and foreign journalists are rarely... Tonight, that some form of chemical weapon has been used in Burma by military rulers. Led to the national uprising, thousands took to the streets and thousands in Burma, were killed. Many by peaceful the protesting monks have been killed. Some burned alive and others drowned. Foreign journalists have been shot and killed. And thousands of villages have been destroyed. Rape and torture are a daily occurrence. In Burma, there are more landmines than anywhere in the young world. Young men are beaten and forced into the army. Many as young as 12 years old. Beheadings and mutilations are commonplace. The Korean people comprise mostly of poor Christian farmers have been singled out for the extermination. The military government wants the abundant natural resources on Karin land. The bloody Burmese military campaign against the Karin people has been going on for almost 60 years. The longest running civil war in the world. <laughs> this is basically Stallone telling you like there's not going to be any Rambo 3 jokes in this. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to open the movie with this. There's not going to be any well done in this. It turns blue. <laughs> hey, movie goers, remember that last film, Rambo 3? I did too many jokes. Well, <laughs> check out this first minute. <laughs> the new composer for this film is Brian Tyler. I'm going to reach out to him. It's a long shot. This guy's a big deal now, okay? Mm -hmm. But he did Rambo for Rambo Last Blood. Jerry Goldsmith had passed away, so he's no longer around. But he, he was told to use the themes from the film, which he does, and make it make it his own. He also did Rambo Last Blood. He does some of my favorite shows on TV right now. He does Yellowstone and the oh, prequels, cool. 1823 or, eight, or 1923 and 1883. I got to watch those. Oh, they're so good, man. They're I so heard good. they're good. I heard they're good. I got to watch them. Yeah. So it's Brian Tyler that does the score for this film. So shout out to Brian. And like I said, I would like to reach out to him. Holy shit. There you go. John Rambo. We're Rambo. watching the extended cut, folks. This says John Rambo. If you saw this in the theatrical version, it would just say Rambo. But we mm -hmm. uh, put my first name in the front. And it's funny because, like, there's four letters in John. So it's kind of like four Rambo. She called it Rambo, comma, John. You know. <laughs> Rambo, comma, John, like a dog tag would say. <laughs> of course, you get that. It's a long road. Yeah. But we did have that very brutal kind of opening, but we get this peaceful music and... Peaceful music as Rambo does something psychotic. As a first-time viewer, you're like, what's he doing? Now, he's in Thailand, which makes this clear. He's in Thailand right now, which borders Burma. 
And he's he's hunting for snakes. So when I first saw this, I was like, why is he... I thought he was getting snakes out of his garden. <laughs> <laughs> the serious tone, I was watching this earlier, and the serious tone that the beginning sets, like the death and rape and destruction. And then right when I saw Stallone, the hair, picking up a snake, I just started laughing. <laughs> it just brought me back to what I wanted to see in this movie. <laughs> that's Sly picking up real snakes. I don't know what kind of snakes those are, because that's Sly, look at that thing, he's flipping around. That's a real snake. He's Whatever he's grabbing, it's real. It's not mm-hmm. a prop. But I love how he definitely handles it. I mean, did you see that? I did. He definitely- I heard that this was just, Stallone was doing this while they weren't filming, and they just put the camera down because they were like, well, this is good stuff. We can't let this go. <laughs> So he's catching snakes. Now think about this guy. For, for a second here, think about what's going on here. Now, of course, we should say it's beautiful. It's pretty. It's mm. peaceful. The music's still playing. He's mm-hmm. He's got these two cohorts with him. What do you call <laughs> people from Thailand? Is it Thailanders? I'm not even going to take a swing at that. Yeah, Thailanders. Sounds Th- Thailanders, that's right. New York Thailanders. <laughs> They're good hockey team. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> so they got these snakes in a bag. They go back on uh, Rambo's ferry boat. This sequence is hilarious. So the guys that caught the snakes, we don't know why they caught the snakes, but they caught these snakes. Now these two, they're actually like kids. They're playing games with these poisonous snakes. What poisonous snakes. They're putting them right in each other's faces. And I like the way Rambo watches this for a while before intervening. <laughs> He's kind of going to see if they're going to kill each other. <laughs> Okay, come on, guys. Let's put those snakes away. We now he's speaking <laughs> their native tongue. I just love how smart Rambo is. You put me in Thailand for ten years, I'll never learn another language. He's like, you know, I've been here for <laughs> yeah, five years. Exactly. He speaks Vietnamese. He speaks. Uh, I, well, again, what does Thailand have? Somebody help us out here. What Thailand? What are your What are your feelings on Rambo's wardrobe? The kind of baggy pajama-ish pants he's wearing. <laughs> It is odd. Uh, so, well, speaking of wardrobe, somebody from Facebook asked, do you think he has lifts in his sandals? I, I did look. <laughs> Knowing Sylvester Stallone, he probably does. When he was walking on the rocks with the, with the two Thailand dudes, you know, I was actually looking at the sandals to see if they look a little mm-hmm. cushioned. And I like how he picks countries where he's taller than the average citizen. Right. Yes, that's true. That's on purpose. That's definitely on purpose. This is science. I'm just saying people from Thailand mm-hmm. are rarely six and a half feet tall, right? So mm-hmm. he's... <laughs> Are they smaller than Italians? This is what happens. Sly went to the UN to ask about conflicts. Yeah, Sly, great. There's a there's a conflict in Africa. Uh, yeah, they're really tall there. <laughs> you got anybody shorter? Like, you know, you got any countries that have wars where they're like average five feet tall? You know, uh, Oompa Loompas, real people. They have they have something going on where they're from. <laughs> Imagine Rabble at the Charlie the Chocolate Factory scene. <laughs> He's free. They're freeing the Oompa Loompas from Willy Wonka. <laughs> Now, I remember this shot in the trailer, mm. this shot here. So, of course, he's got the bow and arrow. So this is already tickling at the brains of us Rambo oh, yeah. fans. Because mm-hmm. think about it. It's been 20 years. Right, right. So my question to you is, did Rambo, from the events of Afghanistan, has he been here for 20 years? That's where he started. He was in Thailand when Troutman went to go talk to him. He probably went back then. Just, he speaks the language after 20 years. That's fair. He's been there 20 years. And he's still doing his Rambo activities. That's right. You can take Rambo out of the war. We can take the war out of Rambo. He's got his own war going on in his head every day of his life. So he's. I think I see a Russian soldier in the water. (laughs) (laughs) He fishes with explosive warheads. (laughs) Basically. But I love how he fishes with a bone. Like, come on. Wouldn't it just be easier to put a hook behind the boat? Yeah, 100%. 100%. But I got to keep my skills sharp. You never know when I got to fight those people who border Thailand, you know? Remember the opening of Rambo 3? And he's fighting 
the stick fight. He gives his winnings to the monks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we still see Rambles doing this. He's a, he's a he's giver. Still of the, doing it. Yeah, he's fishing. He caught a fish, but right away, the people even on his boat, his co-workers, know. Yes. Rambo, can we ever eat? No, we're, uh, no, we're going to give the fish to everybody. <laughs> that's the that's the hundredth fish he's given, given this month. <laughs> he's the lunatic with the heart of gold. So they give a fish to the kid. So what do you think of his ferry boat? I think it's a nice ferry boat. I think he's very accustomed to it. <laughs> yeah, you notice the way he holds it? I love the way he's got his <laughs> arms over the steering <laughs> mechanism. But the way he kind of like... I don't know. Mm-hmm. It is kind of funny. <laughs> Why do they have to build it so high? <laughs> <laughs> so it's made out of bamboo and what have you. But you know, this thing is this pride and joy. Oh, he's still yeah. got some fish there. Oh, he's still got some fish. So you see that sign there? It says, look, Snake Daily Shows. Aha, uh-huh, yes. Yeah. It says Mesa Snake Village Daily Shows. All right. So he grabs snakes for the locals, as we'll see. They perform snake tricks. Like, look how close we can be to getting <laughs> bitten by a snake. Sounds entertaining. So you're visiting Thailand. Let's say you're there with your old lady, right? You're going to Thailand. Are you? Is this a stop you're doing as a tourist? Yeah, I'm going to go here to the famous snake shows, and then I'm going right to Burma. So Rambo has snakes for the show. That's what we find out. He caught these <laughs> snakes for the snake show. How did Why Rambo did he get so... involved? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's... He probably attended a snake show. Oh, I really like that. They're like, well, we're... Sorry, the show is closing. Why is the show closing? We've run out of snakes. Nobody's <laughs> strong or brave enough to provide snakes for the show. I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm brave. I'll get, I'll get the snakes, you know. How did he get the job? Yeah. And not only does he get the job, but he gets, like, berated by the guy. I need, <laughs> I need more snakes. You'll see that direction coming up here. So he, he delivers what he has. And I love, I'm sorry, guys, the captions aren't up on this video, I promise. The next video will have the captions up. But the guy who's mm-hmm. speaking, he mm-hmm. basically keeps saying, it's hard to understand, it's a very strong accent, but he is speaking English. He's basically saying, poison will bite you, be careful. Like, trying to make like a grand show for the white mm-hmm. people in the audience about how dangerous it is for these people to be in the Washington <laughs> Snake Show. Of course, directed by Stallone. King Cobra. King Cobra. <laughs> what is the point of this show? <sighs> to watch somebody die, Ryan. <laughs> we see these white people in the crowd here with their pictures. They're taking... Right. Look, it's a guy yeah, this... hanging out with cobras. Cool. This doesn't seem fun to me at all. <laughs> I wouldn't actually want to watch this. I'm not like a... PETA type person per se, but just watching animals and humans bug each other. I don't like bull riding for that reason. Like mm-hmm. people right, right. You know, Spain or whatever, they're running with the bulls. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like mm-hmm. that kind of interaction with animals. Yeah, I understand. That. I mean, I'll, I'll eat them. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't have to interact with them. <laughs> I don't want to interact with them. <laughs> so they got snakes here at the show, and here's the guy. Hey, hey, come here. Because <laughs> where, where have you been? Give me the bag, or give him the bag. Like he's barking at Ramble. Ramble of all people. You? I know this guy can break you with his pinky. <laughs> and it's like sorry that I, I'm late with the snake delivery. I, I had to shoot some fish with my arrow. <laughs> so he says, "We need another python. See what you can do. We have enough cobras. Okay, so I guess they <laughs> like, give me- 
I like the way he says we have enough Cobras. Reference to Cobra? I don't uh, know. Maybe. I don't <laughs> maybe. know. Why I wrote this film, I don't know. There might be a reference to Cobra. So here, we talked about the humor. Here's a little bit of humor coming up right away. We did mention there's no real humor in this film, but there's a little bit right here. Why, the first opening montage wasn't yeah. humorous? Oh, you hear that? He says, uh, F off, okay? Fuck off, okay. <laughs> That was in the theatrical one? I feel like I didn't remember that line, but I also haven't watched it in a while, so... I haven't watched it in a while either, and I will not... A better podcast... Look, if you have a, your own Ramble podcast, <laughs> you can do a side-by-side comparison of the film in your season four, but we're not going to do that. We're just doing the ultimate cut. So there's a little bit of a chuckle, like this, the bad boy Rambo, you know. Right, and, right. So now we're like, okay, okay. Maybe we need a little bit of a chuckle after that scarring yeah. imagery. Oh my beheaded. gosh. Yeah. Did we mention there's people that were beheaded? I have mixed feelings on that. Like what you brought up for about, you know, he was going after a real world problem. I get it. But I like my action movies fake. And I like to be disconnected <laughs> from reality. And I felt like it was a little bit too real. It got too real. <laughs> you want to see what chemical warfare does to people? Check this out. Right, like, okay. Exactly. Oh, man. I don't want to know this is real. <laughs> you know what I love watching on my popcorn films? Crying children in war-torn countries. <laughs> heads being put in a grave. And then bodies without heads. Bodies without heads. Bodies floating. Um, people from Burma love this film. Do they? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Not the ST. TDC people. It's a well-loved film. They actually mm-hmm. admire and love that Sly did this. So wow. that's why Sly put that at the beginning of the film. And Sly said in, in an interview, he said that when he heard that, it was the greatest feeling he's ever had making a film. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It did help bring awareness. I think it truly did because you and I didn't know about the conflict. Now mm-hmm. I do. Now we're talking about it now, right? right? Like, right, right. It was a conflict that was real and uh, Sly stopped the conflict from happening. <laughs> So Rambles put in the snakes in the bag into the crates. And we have what we think as a viewer might be white tourists coming to watch mm-hmm. the snake show. But these are no tourists, my friend. Oh, no, no tourists. Oh, wait, that was the other film. <laughs> you guys have come to get me, huh? Who did they ask to find? The town maniac? Did they ask <laughs> These groups of individuals, they're missionaries, mm-hmm. and their goal is to go to Burma, to the war-torn nation, and help the sick, lame, injured with medical supplies and, and the word of God, essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's their mission, right? They're a pacifist group coming in with a white flag saying, we're here to help. No matter what side you're on, we're here to kind of help the people, right? I get it. It's a good Christian message. I understand. The leader of this group, his name is Michael Burnett. And he's played by an actor named Paul Schultz. He's yeah. kind of the actor face you recognize when you see him. He's from The Sopranos. Kind of Plays the uh, priest in The Sopranos. Guy from New York should know this. <laughs> yeah, so he was great. He was the one that kind of pined for Tony's wife, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's right. Did they ever hook up? I can't remember. No, they never actually hooked up. He slept over. <laughs> he slept. He got drunk and slept over. Uh, funny enough, he actually starred with uh, Edie Falco on the show Nurse Jackie as well. Oh, Okay. A show I still need to see. I heard good things. I know it's already been off the air for eight years, but whatever. I like her. Mini crush on her. You know what I mean? Did you have a mini yeah, crush Edie, on her? Yeah, yeah, of course. Edie Falco's a good actress. I like her and a lot. She's great, yeah. He was also in 2017's The Punisher. He's done a lot of TV shows. And I remember him specifically from the show 24. He, he's been around. Again, when you see his face, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. He's asking 
one of the locals. Where's Rambo? You yeah. know, Rambo, the big bulking Hulk of a white guy that works around here. Oh, Who's the craziest he guy here? Where is he? Well, we will find out during this conversation. Okay, so just so you know, the river that they talk about, I forget the name of it, comes up. But the river, there's a river that borders Thailand and, and Burma. And they just need to cross the river. So the ferry is designed to get up the river a little bit and cross the river. Mm-hmm. But what I don't understand, it comes up in the conversation. He says he's been there numerous times. But all of a sudden, this trip rambles the only mode of Going travel. another route. Yeah, I forgot how the rest of the movie goes with that. But I feel like it's a lie. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen the film. So don't add us. Don't send us emails. Over the- don't add me. <laughs> yeah, okay. we're doing a John Ramble watch through for the first time to begin with. Right. Okay, so. The group's coming over to Rambo. Now, mm-hmm. the activity that Rambo's doing, just so you know, he's putting the snakes in a cage, but he ends up feeding the other snakes that he's caught with uh, rats and mice. And he, I love right, how he chucks right. the, I love how he chucks the rats into the cage. Watch him chuck mm-hmm. the, the way he just tosses them in. I guess it's fair. They're going to be snake food very quickly. So. Very, very dangerous. Number one in Thailand. I think he says like, <laughs> That's a real snake this guy's poking. I, I don't know what's going mm. on here. It's scary. Looks like dangerous work. What does? <laughs> hey, in this moment right now, Dom, what's he talking about? Him just staring at snakes? <laughs> well, he's feeding snakes rats. It's not right. that dangerous, I guess. But he, like Right now, the character of Rambo is just feeding... All this guy has seen of Rambo is feeding snakes. Mm-hmm. And putting them little, in a cage. Little does he know. I guess it is dangerous in the sense of you could be bit by a snake. Well, there's right. a guy behind him, you know, playing with a snake in the ring. But mm-hmm. I'm Michael Burnett. Do you have some time to talk? I know this guy's a good actor, but for some reason, he does a really bad job delivering his tone and the way he speaks to Rambo is really odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be like, "Hey, I'm Ryan. Uh, nice to meet you." Right. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> Sorry to bother you, big hulking man who... Yeah, nice like, bandana, nice... Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I would be like, hey, sorry to bother you. Long story short, we're missionaries and we need to cross the river. Um, mm-hmm. We are going to dangerous territory, but we were told that you're someone that can get us to dangerous territory. <laughs> we're happy to pay for the work. We're happy to pay for the travel. <laughs> but the way he right. speaks and delivers everything is really... Yeah, I see that. Definitely a little he's not a, He's not a good salesman to their cause. He's kind of acting like a dick, and I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. Yeah. He's coming Stupid. off a little bit like that. A little rough. Won't take long, I promise. I was told it might be possible to rent your boat. You'd like to do that. Is that possible? We need. He's almost speaking it? to him like he, he don't know if he speaks English. I feel like. <laughs> do you feel like he feel he's talking I, like I, that? No, I no. I think he's got to assume this is an American speaker. I've been here so long. I look like I'm from Thailand. <laughs> this guy thinks I'm one of them. Does that mean I'm short? <laughs> He chokes him up against the wall. Just catch the way this delivery, okay? Let's keep going. I'm Michael Burnett. Do you have some time to talk? Won't take long, I promise. I was told it might be possible to rent your boat. You'd like to do that. Is that possible? We need to get upriver. Where are you going? Into Burma. Burma's a war zone. Well, that's what people call it. But it's more like genocide than war. Do you find the delivery odd? I never noticed that until you said it is a little bit. I'm talking like this. Like robotic. Uh I know he's a good actor. Remember, he's in Sopranos. He's a good actor. I don't know if he's just dialing it in for the Rambo movie, but dude, they say it's a war zone, but it's more like genocide. Right. Maybe Stallone wanted him to say it like that. I don't know. I don't know. Possible. It does seem odd. 
Or does this actor like hate Sly or something? I don't yeah, know. Maybe. Tell me I'm crazy, folks, but it just seems like a really odd delivery. I definitely, I definitely hear it now that you mentioned it. Now watch as we go through the dialogue, the scene a little bit more. Rambo looks at the character <laughs> played by Julie Benz. And she's immediately people. terrified and looks away. <laughs> I don't get the direction of that as well. Again, Sly's directing this and his character in Rambo looks at the girl. Eye contact with you. I want you to look away immediately in terror. She does a reaction the same way that Adrian does to Clubber Lang at the, at the statue <laughs> unveiling. <laughs> oh my! Who is this Hulk of a man? <laughs> anyway, this will be my fifth trip in, so we are aware of all the risks. Right there, our fifth trip in, and we're aware of all the risks, mm. okay? But Rambo, for whatever reason, is the only available... What happened? The other guy died? What happened to the other guy that was bringing that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah what happened to the other five trips? <laughs> well, you didn't call me the first five times. Yeah. <laughs> I was there for you, but I can't get a job parking ferries. <laughs> I don't go that far north. Let me explain our situation. Our church is part of a pan-Asian ministry located in Colorado. We're all volunteers who around this time of year. There you go. <laughs> perfect perfect timing. By the way, Julie Benz is gorgeous. She yes, is, I, I like I, her a lot. Do you ever watch Dexter? Yes, yes. I was a big fan of Dexter. Yeah, I think – did you notice the seasons when she got the breast augmentation? You could tell. I forget which season it was, but it was like you go from oh, whatever. Did she, oh, yeah. she went from bigger to smaller? No, the other way around. They, oh, I didn't even notice, to be honest. I have an eye for those things. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, she's great, Dexter. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. This way, she survives a Rambo film. <laughs> Side note, Sly started with uh, one of the main villains in Dexter, in uh, Cliffhanger, John Lithgow. There you go. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The Trinity killer. So, that's right. So <laughs> Julie Benz played with John Lithgow, and so does Sly. There's a little mm-hmm. six degrees of Sly. Yeah, a little connective tissue there. Ramble looks over at Julie Benson. She apparently is the fiance of Michael. Her name in the film is Sarah Miller. Mm. And so her and Michael are, of course, fiancés. She's only a woman. She sees this big hulking of a man who's like grimy, dirty, and dangerous. She can't help but stare a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And she gets caught staring as Ramble looks back at her. And she's like, oh, woe is me. Here, bring in uh, medical supplies, <laughs> medical attention, prayer books, and support for the Karen Tribes people. People say... You know the river better than anyone. They lied. So what I'm asking is... So what I'm asking... <laughs> why is he being such a dick about it? He's, he's really being coming off like a real dick, this guy. It's odd. It's a bad way to, to approach John Rambo. Is he trying to be like alpha male, maybe? I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Yeah, that could be a vibe. Yeah, that he's coming off like that because he knows that Rambo is like this tough guy. So he wants to give him a little bit of it. That we compensate you for a few hours of your time. That will help change people's lives. Okay. Slow down, guys. So he's basically, look, man, I'm going to give you money. It's going to take you three hours, and it's going to change people's lives. What's your problem, man? Yeah, why aren't you saying yes? Like, this guy, his delivery sucks. bringing weapons? Are you bringing any weapons? Of course not. <laughs> You're not changing anything. <laughs> well, well, now, Rambo gotten a little bit i mean he's never like a a big ball of happiness but i feel like in this movie he's very pessimistic he hates the world i feel like a little bit (laughs) that's actually a good point he was much more uppity and doing one-liners with the troutman now (laughs) yeah yeah Uh now speaking of troutman and also speaking to what you're saying 
Mm-hmm. So between the events of Rambo 3 and, of course, the fourth Rambo film, Trauma, the character, and the actor Richard Crenna, who played Trauma, has died. And according to That's Sly, right. he has given the death date of Richard Crenna the same death date of Colonel Trauma. Mm. When Crenna died, so did Trauma. So, so within this film, yes, the character of Trauma in these past 20 years has passed away. So you could almost argue his father figure has passed away. Talking about father figures is at the end of the film that, you know, spoiler, that Rambo goes back to his family's farm mm-hmm. to be with his real family. So maybe there's an underlying loss. But you're right, though. Yeah. He is a grumpier Rambo in this yeah, one. Yeah, he he's just feels a little grumpy. bit like that. And even in he First wasn't... Blood, he's kind of just quiet rather than grumpy until, like, obviously he gets to yeah. his later in the movie. <laughs> oh, you know what he should have said to this Michael guy? Why are you pushing me? <laughs> <laughs> That would have been a perfect nod. Just look at the camera. Remember that? Remember when I said that? Remember Brian Dennehy? Remember Brian Dennehy? He's dead too. No, he was alive during this time. My apologies. He was alive. Yeah, Brian Dennehy. Oh, now you're going to be talking about Ramble Last Blood. Brian Dennehy was alive during that filming. He died shortly after. Okay. Because I remember when they announced Last Blood that I wanted – Rambo to be really quick. I know I'm geeking out here, folks, but it's a Rambo mm-hmm. podcast. I don't want to give everything <laughs> away, but my fan ending to the fifth Rambo film would have been this: that he oh, does gosh. everything he did, that the mm-hmm. cops do arrest him. So remember when he's sitting in his rocking chair? Mm-hmm. I would like that all the cops to come, and they, and he peacefully gets arrested. Right? He killed people, and like you can't do oh, that. Can't get away with that. <laughs> no, granted, there were people intruding from Mexico into his property, but he blew them to pieces. You know, he yeah. didn't involve law enforcement. He went vigilante. Yeah, you set up a tunnel of horrors underground <laughs> and and killed a bunch of people. You're not getting away with that. How fun is Rabble Five going to be fun to discuss? <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> tell me what you think of this ending. If you thought mm-hmm. that would have been cool, he's sitting on his rocking chair and he's kind of bleeding. Whatever he's waiting, cops come, kind of slow motion. The mm-hmm. camera pans out as the cops come to the chair. The cops surround Rambo with the guns drawn, and he's just sitting rocking right. It goes to black. The next scene is him in jail. You know, he's sitting behind bars, and he's sitting on whatever the seat, the stool. And then you hear the, the words of John, and you look up, and it's Sheriff Teasel as <laughs> in the jail cell. <laughs> now, he's retired. He's a civilian. Right. And he goes, I heard, I heard about the mess you made down here. You know, something like that. <laughs> and they have some sort of conversation, but they re- but they resolve things. That would have been like interesting. A, yeah, at the very least, I'm, interesting. And Brian yeah, didn't yeah. he was still alive. They could have filmed right, the Teasel right. Ramble reunion. That right. would have been a full circle moment. Who would have left the theater thinking, oh, that's stupid? Nobody. No, I so Ramble that, I gets think caught. Cool. Mm-hmm. He actually gets caught. He is a dangerous animal. Ramble should be behind bars. He is dangerous. Mm-hmm. He should not be out in the public. He is a da- <laughs> He blows things up wherever he goes. <laughs> Everywhere he goes. That was my dream ending. I don't know. Let, let me know mm-hmm. in the email or comments. I would have liked I would have liked that, I think, too, Ryan. I think I think it would have been good. Okay, speaking of which, last thing, I, I just got over the news wire during this recording that during my research here, apparently Sly wanted to film, speaking of Troutman's death, he wanted to film Rambo visiting Troutman's grave. So maybe when I he think I heard back, about this. Yeah. So when he goes back to America, before he goes home, he goes visits Troutman's grave. I'm not sure if they filmed it or not. After this live recording, and so when this goes out on, on the YouTube version again and with an edited version, I'm going to see if I can find any audio or video of that deleted scene that was not. Oh, cool, cool, court. cool. So, I'm excited I, for that. Yeah, keep your fingers crossed, as they say. Troutman, you know, can't believe you've gone. Really nice, nice gravestone they gave you. I think it suits you. I think it's really beautiful. And I gotta say, I miss you. I miss you a lot. You know, 
because you were like a father figure to me. You were the only one who pretty much could call me John. Johnny boy and stuff like that. Anybody calls me John other than you and like I'll basically break their fucking neck and rip their throat out. Uh, but you know I miss you. But we had a lot of good times together. I'll never forget all the, you know, you training me and showing me how to kill people and all that stuff. That was really great. Uh, you know, I'll never forget your, uh, the, the bloodlust you had, you know, to murder people. And how you like to watch, you know, the light leave their eyes. I really appreciated that. That really taught me something. And, uh, you know, <laughs> remember the time we, like, um... Every time we f fought the whole Russian army, <laughs> we were going to do it by ourselves. <laughs> you know, the, the guys on the horses came, you remember that? And, uh, you know, it was great. And then, you know, the thing was, we always had jokes. You know, we were always funny and stuff. And that time that I told you, I was, I was well done. <laughs> remember that? That was good, you know, you're dead now, but that was good. And I miss you. And I'm thinking about maybe, you know, I was thinking about maybe going to, Burma, because it's like a, there's like a job for like a, a ferry boat, you know, captain, you know, you can bring the people back and forth, I don't, I don't know why anybody want to go to Burma, but like, you're going to go to Burma, I bring them there, you know, you don't even got to wear a uniform or anything, it's kind of like, uh, you, they said you could wear like a, a, a t-shirt, and I could probably ride, wear my bandana, and they'll probably be fine with it, I would assume. Uh, I don't know how much it pays, but like, you know, it's either that or I'm just gonna absolutely snap one of these days. So I, maybe it's good to keep myself busy. Uh, you know, it's maybe be appropriate to go work somewhere that's basically a war zone. Uh, you know, it's, it's good for what I do, but I do miss you. You know, I think about you every day, Troutman, and all the good times we had. And, you know, it's just, it, gets, it gets hard. You know, it gets hard and, you know, kind of reminds me of, you know, the shoe shine. You remember shoe shine? I don't want, that mean, I don't want to talk about the shoe shine again, you know, he's, I just, you know, Troutman, we had so much more to do. And, oh, <laughs> we had so much more to do, Troutman, I just miss you, man. <laughs> oh. All right. So, uh, well, it's been a big, this is a big episode, I know, but you know what? Yes. Hey, I hope people enjoy our first episode of John Rambo, episode one. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a fun season to go through these films. Let us know your comments. Join my Patreon. It helps pay for the StreamYard feed. It's not cheap. What you get for that, too, is after we go live and this live feed is cut to the masses, I will provide this link to the patrons and they get to watch it whenever they want before this gets edited and put on to you. So get an early uncut all the family instructions mm -hmm. all that stuff it's all there for you if you want to watch it and people do there are people that watch the full whatever version so but with that dom unfortunately uh the episode is over nothing is over nothing you just don't turn it off it wasn't my podcast you asked me to co-host i didn't ask you mm -hmm.